one constant through all the years, Ray. It's been beyond the game. Beyond the game. Beyond the game. Oh, I love that so much. The most well-known, the best-looking, the best-dressed. Yeah, we're not quite as good as what we think we are. Our formula is this. We go out, we hit people in the mouth. You like that? You like that? That's the dumbest thing I could think of. You guys are so young and stupid. No idea who you're talking about. Quiet, numbskulls. I'm broadcasting. We would be honored if you would join us. Welcome to Beyond the Game. Glad you could join us on this Saturday morning as we mix faith and sports, highlighting the stories and the people of faith within the sports world. I'm Rick Benson, joined this week by Darren Metzger and Zach Barletta, those guys. Beyond the Game is brought to you by Town & Country Pest Solutions, townandcountrysolutions.com, or you can give them a call, 585-426-5024. Town & Country Pest Solutions, fearing nothing but God. BTGprogram.com is where you can find out more about us, about the program itself. You can also find uh, previous podcasts, program uh, interviews and segments, BTGprogram.com. And, of course, you can follow us on Twitter, at BTGprogram. So I guess after all is said and done, I'm, I'm glad that the Panthers made the Super Bowl. I'm glad to see them there. Otherwise, who would have known that creed bombing is a thing? What? Creed bombing. Several members of the Carolina Panthers have been running with the with this game that's said to be invented by backup linebacker Ben Jacobs. What is it? It's singing lyrics to cre- to any particular Creed song <laughs> while staring at another person directly in the eyes. <laughs> I think it's great. My <laughs> apologies if you thought there was something more to Creed bombing. All it is is singing the lyrics while staring somebody in the eye. But the Panthers are running crazy with this, and so naturally, Creed's lead uh, singer, Scott Stapp, says he's become a Panthers fan because of it. Of course you would. Yeah, free publicity. Yeah, it's always so humorous to me when one of these little fads or bring whatever you want to call them, they bring back from irrelevancy some band or act. You think of Rick Rowland, you know, Uh, Rick Astley. I love getting Rick Rowland. Speaking of coming back, the X-Files, I got to tell you, I was frustrated this week with the X-Files. I've never been a fan of them. I I enjoy them, and I was kind of looking forward to this, six nights. I can make that commitment. I turned in on on Sunday night, watched it, enjoyed it. It was terrific. I'm waiting now for the following Sunday. I'm going to watch it again. I'm flipping through the channels Monday night only to find out, hey, wait a minute, there it is. I'm 45 minutes into it. Well, now I can't watch it. I've missed 45 minutes. That's not the type of show you want to miss any of the time. So now it just frosted my fanny. Like, when are they doing this? Is this six straight nights? Is this, I had no idea when it was on. If you watched it on a Sunday night, aren't you obligated not to do it again the next night? What is this? Like some. That was weird. Like there's only six episodes and they did two of them on back to back nights. I had no idea there was one on Monday either. That is my problem. TV for me has changed with the invention of the DVR. You know, we record most everything and fast forward through stuff. Mm-hmm. But man, things are all over. When I when I grew up, things were on a certain night. They were on all season long at that particular. Now they move shows all over the place. And now, in the case of this X Files, I had no idea when it was on. I saw it Sunday. I really liked it. I was looking forward to part two. You know what I do? 
I just tape everything, and my, my DVR takes care of that for me. You know, we usually watch most things on the DVR, but for whatever reason, we didn't we didn't record this. So now I got to go through and I got to find whatever channel it's on and look it look it up on streaming it on Hulu or Netflix or wherever I can find it. Did you see that hit, Calgary Flames defenseman Dennis Weidman? That looked brutal. Up? That yeah. was very rough to watch. He's been suspended indefinitely until a hearing with the NHL sometime after the All Star Game. And that was vicious. That poor ref. He went, he went down hard. The thing looked like out of frustration with me. But here's the thing: I've been hearing people calling for him to be kicked out of the league, and he should get a serious suspension in my mind. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, he should. Those arms when he cross checks up, those arms come forward with a great amount of force. I'm not buying that he thought it was an opponent. He's wearing a black and white striped shirt. I mean, you, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know what the refs are. I think he was uh-huh. frustrated. He had just gotten rocked. And maybe he did look up, and then the ref was there and just kind of, you know, I'm frustrated. And, of course, I have no idea what's really going through his mind. Yeah, only he knows that. But to my knowledge, and, Zach, maybe you know better, I don't know that he's got any prior record. I know he's got a fair amount of penalty minutes this year. but Yeah, but he's not really, at least in my mind, a name that comes up when you think about goons or guys that play this way. It really was surprising to me, and the hit is is hard to watch. He he builds up ahead of steam, and he's coming from a long distance away, and it it looks premeditated, and it looks vicious. I, I think you have to. It's got to be a hard penalty. You got to. You can't accept that. You can't tolerate that. But I don't think this is a situation where you throw him out of the league. But I I did feel bad with the ref man. He went down to the ice hard. The NFL Pro Bowls tomorrow night. Every NFL player is honored to be nominated. Always excited to make travel plans for Hawaii, or maybe they're not. (laughs) Seven, seven New England Patriots were voted to the 2016 Pro Bowl game. Zero (laughs) are going to be participating. Pro Bowl is such a joke at this point. Quarterback Tom Brady is replaced by Jameis Winston of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, on your list of top QBs, and I'm not talking about potential, I'm not talking about nice quarterbacks, I'm talking about this season. Is Jameis Winston a top quarterback Worthy of the Pro Bowl? Nope. You want to see the best of the best? This is not the guy you're looking for. I'm not, nothing against Jameis Winston. You're a rookie. You had a nice season. A world of potential in front of you. But I'm talking about right here, right now, I don't want him in the Pro Bowl. Of course not. Look, if Geno Smith's not there, Jameis Winston shouldn't be there. <laughs> right? I, I've <laughs> said it many times. The baseball all-star game, to me, is the only one really worth a look. I'm not even going to be checking in, I don't think, to the NHL All-Star game, although I'm sort of, sort of intrigued by the three-on-three. But, I mean, if you got to come up with gimmicks to create interest in your game, as Darren just said, give it up, move move on. You know, you can name your All-Pro team without having to play a game. Mm-hmm. You know, here's an All-Pro center, here's an All-Pro quarterback, first team, second team, do however many you want. Fourth team, you don't have to play the game. The NHL, in fact, has announced one-game suspension for two of its stars because they opted out of the All-Star game. Oh, please. Are, are you kidding me? Here, You're suspending two players from games that matter because they don't want to play in a game that doesn't? And both of them, Ovechkin and Jonathan Tays, are sitting out for supposedly medical reasons. Well, it's they, not that they just don't well, want to go. In a context you know? board, you know, you're talking about this is why baseball lends itself well to an All-Star game. When you're talking about football, even basketball, the amount of contact away from mm-hmm. the ball is 
the pushing, the shoving under the basket, the NHL, these are hard sports. These are very physical sports. And I'm not taking anything away against baseball, but man, you get that break in the middle of the season. That's a great opportunity for any team, any team that's thinking, hey, we got a shot at the playoffs. I'd like to have my guys healthy. It just makes no sense to me. The game doesn't mean anything. So you're going to exactly. suspend players from a game that does. Coming up later on the program, we'll talk with Boston Red Sox Hall of Famer Bernie Carbo. You may recall it was Bernie Carbo that hit a pinch-hit home run in the 1975 World Series that tied the game, set the stage for that dramatic, famous game-winning home run by Carlton Fisk, that walk-off where he's going up the first baseline and doing all the body English to get to the ball. Bernie tells us, and he said this to many others as well, he hit that ball, he hit that home run while high on drugs. He's since become a Christian. We'll chat with him. Bryce Johnson of the Faith-Based Program uh, Unpacking It. He'll also join us. Plus, we have our Pest of the Week. We'll play around the shenanigans. Darren's got his unreasonable rant this week on Beyond the Game. Hey, let me ask you, are you still seeing those pesky stink bugs around your home? Though the weather has been a little milder than normal, if you're still seeing them, it may mean that they found a home with you. Listen, call Town & Country Pest Solutions today, and they will take care of the problem. And they'll do it quickly, professionally, and affordably. Seeing too many spiders around the house? Call Town & Country. Other creepy, crawly things move in out of the weather? Call Town & Country. Larger noises coming from the attic, walls, or basement? Call Town & Country Pest Solutions today at 426-5024. That's 426-5024. And when an emergency rodent or animal control situation finds you, Town & Country is ready to handle whatever pest problem you may have. Remember, Town & Country fears nothing but God. Call Town & Country Pest Solutions at 426-5024 or visit them online at townandcountrysolutions.com. McAfee's Remodeling is a full-service remodeling company, locally owned and operated for nearly two decades. McAfee's team of professionals can help remodel or replace your windows, and for exterior and interior remodels, no one beats their personal and professional service. Call McAfee's Remodeling at 585-402-1070. That's 585-402-1070 or visit them online at McAfeeRemodeling.com. Bryce Johnson is host of the nationally syndicated program, Unpacking It. Unpacking It is, like this program, a faith-based sports show. He joins us once again on Beyond the Game. Bryce, thanks for taking time out to talk with us. Oh, I'm glad to talk with you. How are you? I'm I'm doing great. Hey, I'm not sure I've asked you this previously. How long have you been doing the Unpacking It program, and, and how did you get started? You know what? It started back in August of 2012, and I ended up getting a, a random email from a, a radio station that was looking for a sports and faith show. And, and so we ended up starting starting Unpacking It on, on one station, and, and God has opened up doors, and so we've been doing it since then. Uh, each weekend, and we, we started actually as a 30-minute show and then expanded to an hour, uh, and we offer both, actually, at this point. Um, so stations carry both versions of the show, and then we've added 
uh, one-minute feature that we do as well. And, and so, uh, so it started off as a radio show then in, let's see, 2014, January of 2014, we became Unpacking It Ministries and, and expanded our, our really our, our heart and focus and reach to go even beyond the, the radio to reach sports fans. And, and so we, we've established an organization uh, with, with a passion to uh, challenge, encourage, and inspire sports fans to follow Jesus and become more like him. And so we, we do that through media, resources, events, and small groups, all, all geared towards sports fans. And so I'm a huge sports fan, but I love Jesus uh, even more. And, uh, and so, uh, so that's, that's the heart and passion and, and how it all began. Yeah, it comes out in your programs. I listen from time to time. In fact, I listened to the Jim Kelly interview recently, which was terrific, by the way. And your passion oh, for sports, your passion for Christ comes through. Oh, well, I, I appreciate it. And I'm, I'm thankful that I'm able to, uh, to merge the two and, uh, keep sports in its, in its proper perspective, which, which sometimes can be challenging with, uh, with all the excitement and, and everything pulling at you when it comes to sports and, there's always a game on. There's always something to, to watch, read, or, or follow. Uh, but more importantly, just, just wanting to follow Jesus. You know, where you are is got to, it's got to be riveted up. And that's why we wanted to talk to you. Your show is based in North Carolina. You follow the Panthers closely. Uh, training camp seems like forever ago. And that little incident between Cam Newton and Josh Norman has been long forgotten. But heading into the Super Bowl, Bryce, how close is this Carolina team in terms of their relationships with one another? Well, what's always fascinating is when you look at a, a championship caliber team, you look at the Golden State Warriors, and you look at how close of a team they were, and there's always something different. They're a little more special. They're unique. They, they click in, in just a, 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 a next-level type of way, and that's really the case with the Carolina Panthers. These guys, they like each other. They have fun together. They play well together on the same page. They, you know, they encourage each other and they all buy into what Ron Rivera has set out to do. And even what the owner, Jerry Richardson, his vision and, and model for what it takes to be a successful organization. And, and so the, they, they brought in the right players to really fit that, that personalities that go well together. Guys that are, you know, hungry and, and, and a lot of them are, are humble, and then you have some of the guys that you know maybe they're humble, but they also have big personalities, and and they're they're characters, and there's a, there's a great blend of both in this locker room, and you have veteran guys like Jericho Cotri and and Charles Tillman and Jared Allen and Roman Harper, and and these guys have, have been around the league and and have you know seen a lot of different different things throughout their career, and they bring it to uh, the locker room filled with other talented young players like Luke Keekley and Cam Newton and. And, and all the, the, the young receivers. And so, um, it's just, it, it's been very neat to see this process of getting, getting on the same page, liking each other, having fun, which sometimes isn't always the case in the NFL, but this team, they definitely have fun. There's no question about it. You mentioned Jericho Cotri, and I'm just going to give you a plug here. You can go to unpackingit.com, a recent interview with Jeremy Cotri. That's online now, unpackingit.com. We know Cam Newton take some heat for his on-field celebrations. There was even one guy on Twitter debating that that criticism is racially motivated. Do you get any sense of that, and is the criticism fair? Well, you know, it's unfortunate to me that we, as a sports fan, I don't know how you can uh, determine who you root for based on on race or, or not like certain guys because of race. Because 
to me, sports are very, you know, diverse and you get lots of different players from backgrounds that are unique and, and all that sort of thing. So it, it's frustrating to see. But at the same time, I, I mean, I guess I, I get it that, that people would say, okay, Cam Newton, he's a black quarterback and you look across the league and there are a lot of white quarterbacks and there are a lot of guys that, that sort of fall into line and are similar to Peyton Manning and Tom Brady. Guys have been doing it for a long time. The, the way they carry themselves, the way they maybe talk or, or speak with the media or, or whatever it is, how they celebrate on the field, maybe it's, it's similar. And they, they look the, the same way. Well, here comes Cam Newton, this young, energetic, smiley guy who, who wants to have fun out there. He wants to dance. He wants to celebrate. He wants to get his guys involved. He wants to get the crowd involved. He's going to hand footballs to fans when he scores a touchdown. And, and so people look at this and they go, wait, 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 this is different. I, I'm, I'm not used to this. And, and I have to admit, even as a Panthers fan and as somebody who was a fan of Cam Newton, even at Auburn, it, I was a little confused or taken aback by it because I've been a Peyton Manning fan for so long. It's like, whoa, 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 quarterbacks need to be different. But the more I've sort of watched and embraced it and, and also seen the way that, that the fans have connected to Cam Newton and the way that his teammates have supported him and responded to his leadership and responded to his energy. Uh, I, I've changed my viewpoint of, of some of the antics that, that he does. Now, I'm not a huge fan of celebrating first downs, <laughs> regardless of who it is or what position. Just score a first, get a first down and, and get on to the next play. But, but he, he wants to do it. He wants to dab and he wants to, you know, just create this whole environment out on the field that, that is a little bit different. And I think we have to get to the point where we say, well, that's all right. As long as he's staying within the rules and, and you know, not necessarily trash talking or getting in, in guys' faces all the time, that, that, then you're pushing it too far. Um, but if you're just having a good time with your teammates, you know what? We just kind of – I think we have to just embrace that this is a different personality. He's, he's from a new generation and a, and a new style of quarterback as well. Yeah, you know, that's how he comes across to me. Just as a guy that's having a good time, he's enjoying what he does for a living. But when we talk about the race factor, Tom Brady, you mentioned him. Now, there's a white quarterback, and I don't know of anybody who gets more public backlash than he does. And I'm sure that's due in part to the great success that he's achieved. In your opinion, who do you think is more unfairly criticized, Brady or Newton? If Tom Brady was on another team, he would be more universally loved. You know, there wouldn't be as much hatred. Because when you think about Peyton Manning, there's very little hatred toward him. And he's been on the Colts, he's been on the Broncos, and, and those aren't really hated teams by your average fan. But when it comes to the Patriots, they're, they're hated because all they do is win. They, they've been in the mix year after year after year, this whole Belichick-Brady run. And so Brady just gets lumped into that, that that fandom hatred and, and I, I think he's probably a pretty likable guy if, if you take away his his connection to the Patriots and some of the, the controversies that the Patriots have found themselves in over the years and and so he's probably more unfairly criticized because what has he really done to uh, I don't know make fans hate him whereas I understand to a certain extent where some of the criticism has come for Cam Newton because it is new. It is different. Not every quarterback uh, dabbing and handing the football to, to kids or celebrating touchdowns the way that Cam Newton has done it. So 
people are going to criticize something that's different, something that's new that they're not used to. So I, I kind of understand that. But at this point, I think we got to move past it. We got to move past the criticism of Cam Newton and just and and really, like I said, just embrace it because otherwise you're missing out on watching really a, a, a superstar that's arrived but isn't going anywhere. So if you want to spend the rest of his career criticizing him or not watching him or not cheering for him, <laughs> you're gonna have a tough time as a fan. Yeah. He, unless he gets hurt, he's not he's not going anywhere. You know, he'll 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 be back in the mix and, and this this will continue for a while. We're talking with Bryce Johnson here on Beyond the Game. Bryce is a host of Unpacking It. You can follow him on Twitter at either at Unpacking It or at Bryce Radio. Before the end of the NFC Championship game, Bryce, a group of Panthers players, they were shown on TV, they're posing in a group for photos, seemingly completely oblivious to the fact that the game was still going on. And I I get it, obviously the game was well in hand by that point, but was that a bad look for a team that maybe is trying to establish itself on a national level, or is it just sour grapes by fans looking to pile on? (laughs) Again, it's something different, and fans look at it and go, well, no other team does that. you got to stand on the sideline and wait until the game's over, and then you, then you celebrate. Well, those players weren't involved you know, in, on the on, in the on-field action at that time, and so they all gather around. And they've been doing this, I think, all year, for, for at least most of the year. They all gather and take kind of a selfie picture where they all jump in and they dab and, 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 and just you know, get together as a, as a team, as a group. And this goes back to the, the likability that these players have for each other, and I think what the fans are, are drawn to, especially Panthers fans, is, is that there's this special bond. It, it's different. It's not like every other team. It doesn't mean they don't practice hard. It doesn't mean they don't study hard, work hard, and, and play very hard. But they're going to do things that are a little bit different, that are, that are seen as fun, but some see it as uh, maybe unsportsmanlike or against what the NFL has always been or what the majority of players are supposed to act like. But you're, but I think people are missing on just the enjoyment that these guys are actually having. Because don't we want these players, even though they're making millions of dollars, to, to remember that it is just a game and to remember that when you were 12 years old playing on a football team and if you had a chance to take a picture with your buddies, you were going to do it too. Um, and so, yeah, these guys are 26, 27, 32 years old. And there's still there's still the love for the game and love for the teammates and and it it, it kind of plays out in unique ways like taking a picture on the sideline. Let's change directions and ask you a little bit about you since we last spoke. What's been what's God been showing you, Bryce? What's He doing in your life or maybe through your ministry? You know what what's really at what at the forefront of my mind and, and I started the year off reading a book called. Not a Fan by Kyle Eidelman. Sure. And it was yeah. a book that came out a few years ago, and I finally got around to, to reading it. And, and really, it just uh, encouraged me, opened my eyes, and, and just kind of refocused me uh, for, for myself personally, but also for Unpacking It Ministries in, in regards to just following Jesus. That, that That's what it's about. And I think so many times, you know, even as somebody who, who's in ministry, we can get caught up in doing ministry or being a part of church and, and going through whatever these motions are. That, that we can get caught up in versus finding the, the joy and satisfaction in following Jesus in, in his, his plan, his, his, uh, his word and what he came and showed us how to live and how he continues to lead us and guide us every day. If we listen, if we follow and, and, and all that's in store 
when we follow Jesus. It doesn't mean that life is easy and it becomes very challenging at times because he's, he's going to, to just lead us through uh, times of growth and, and difficulty and challenges. And, and it's, it's in those moments, uh, I know for me, I, I've really just grown and, and seen the, the, the goodness of God and the faithfulness of God. And, and so I, I want to be a, a follower, not just a fan of Jesus, that, that, but, but a follower who's willing to be all in, in, in all aspects. When, when Jesus says, you know, do, do this, I, I respond. When, when he says now, it's, it's now. It's not, oh, wait, let me go take care of a few things that I have on my to-do list that, that I'd like to see happen, but, but truly follow what Jesus wants for me and for my life and, and for my character and, 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 and just how, how I live and how I love my wife and, and all that sort of thing. That's good stuff, Bryce. Any prayer requests before we let you go? You know, um, I, I would say just listen up, unpacking at ministries and, and allowing uh, God to, to use it in, in new ways this year uh, for, for his glory and, and just being able to reach more sports fans uh, with, with the good news of Jesus and, and encouraging them to, uh, to follow after Jesus. Well, thanks again for joining us, taking time out of your schedule. Uh, actually, one last question. I, I know you're a Carolina guy, but you got a, you got a prediction on the game? <laughs> so, like I said, I, I've been a Peyton Manning fan for as, as long as I can remember, and I am a Panthers fan, so it's very challenging for me uh, to, to pick. But, but I am a Panthers fan through and through. And I would say the biggest difference between the two teams, both have great defenses. Both are going to be going after the quarterback. But I think Cam Newton has the edge over Peyton Manning. And so when I look at all the different matchups, it's like, man, Denver's got this. They're going to be tough. they got some really good receivers, probably better than Carolina. But I think all of those factored in, the edge goes to Cam Newton. I think he'll make more plays to, to put the Panthers in position to, to get the championship uh, Super Bowl win. Always good to talk to you, Bryce. Thanks again for joining us. All right. I appreciate it. Thanks, Rick. That's Bryce Johnson joining us on Beyond the Game. He's the host of Unpacking It. You can check out his website, unpackingit.com. It's not unpacking. There is no G. It's unpackingit.com. The new self-titled album from the Derringers is now available on iTunes and Spotify. With haunting lyrics which reveal the passion behind each song, their harmonies and acoustic styling blend together superbly for a unique sound that feels like home. Download the Derringers today. The five-song EP is just $4.95 and available now on iTunes and Spotify. Everyone, listen up. We have said it time and time again on this show, and it's never been more true than right now. Our title sponsor, Town & Country Pest Solutions, and we would say this even if they weren't giving us money because they're the best, just not as often. They have a solution for you. Are stink bugs bothering you? Call Town & Country. Are mice or other furry critters using your home as an escape from the cold? Call Town & Country. Do you have bed bugs or know someone that does? Call Town & Country. Their team of extremely knowledgeable professionals will get the job done for you. They will be in and out, inconveniencing you a lot less than those pesky critters have. And unlike some other popular pest control companies in the area, Town & Country Pest Solutions guarantees their 
their work. They also won't make you leave your house for days and weeks. A few hours at the very most is all they need. Don't delay. Call Town & Country today at 585-426-5024. That's 585-426-5024. Or visit them online at townandcountrysolutions.com. Town & Country Pest Solutions. They fear nothing but God. A building I used to work on had a squirrel problem where they had made multiple holes into the building on different corners, and it got into the building. We called a pest control company. They couldn't catch it. We caught it ourselves finally after chasing it around with a box, but we couldn't dispose of it. And I kept telling them to call town and country, and they didn't, and we suffered for it. Yeah, the garbage guy doesn't like it when you throw it in the rollaway <laughs> dumpster. <laughs> Welcome back to Beyond the Game at BTG Program or btgprogram.com. Show is brought to you by Town and Country Pest Solutions. We're going to play shenanigans. Zach's going to throw out a couple of statements, and each of us will either agree with the statement or call shenanigans on it. And by the way, you can play along. We'd love to know what you think to these. Tweet us at at BTG Program. Use the hashtag shenanigans, and we'd love to hear what you say. The Mets' re-signing of Ioannis Cespedes makes them a top contender to return to the World Series in 2016. Agreed. Considering the pitching they have, they don't need much more, but they they have a solid lineup, and Cespedes is the power that makes the Mets a really nicely balanced team. It's not even February yet, so you know who knows what happens, but I see no reason they can't get back, and maybe even this, this year they can finish the job. I agree also. I think they were a top favorite uh, even before he returned, because like you said, they have such a great rotation. Uh, I, he, their lineup is so much deeper with him in it. I, I don't see how you could pick against him. Uh, Cespedes certainly helps out, but what makes them a top contender in the first place is their pitching staff. You win championships with a pitching staff. So oddly, I'm going to say shenanigans. The recent trend of adding opt-out clauses in Major League Baseball contracts is good for players, but bad for teams. Um I actually thought that originally, but the more I've looked into it, I actually call shenanigans. I think it's good for both sides. Um, It's a little security for the player, um, but also the team has a way to get out of a contract that might be longer than they would like to. So I I like it for both sides. This one's true for me. I would like to see the the MLB go along the same path as the NFL in terms of contract with guaranteed versus not guaranteed money. Uh, Baseball players, in my opinion, they have too much power. Uh, and it's going to hurt the teams. One prime example is A-Rod's contract. He he opted out, got more money, and now he's basically handicapped the Yankees for the last few seasons. So uh, this one's true for me. I say shenanigans, and you used A-Rod as an example, and that would have been a great example. When he opted out, the Yankees could have, they would have been off the hook, but they panicked and re-signed him to a lot of money. It's not always bad for the teams. I mean, sometimes it gets them off the hook and when they spend more than they should have. I, I'd say it's better for the players, but it's not always bad for the teams. Cam Newton has drawn a lot of attention not only for being a great quarterback, but also for his contagious enthusiasm. In a week where we've seen a lot of scandal around hockey's All-Star game, the NHL needs a fun, marketable young player like Cam Newton to be the face of the sport and attract more young hockey fans shenanigans the nhl had this in crosby and ovechkin and it helped slightly but not enough fans despite the major health concerns over the sport love football that continues to grow the nba continues to grow its brand as well while hockey it's plummeting even it's even fallen behind soccer in terms of popularity here in the u.s despite having two very young marketable players in the not so distant uh, past 
I think you just based your statistic on 7- to 12-year-old girls because hockey <laughs> has not fallen behind soccer. I agree. They need anything. Connor McDavid may be able to light the lamp enough to be a star, but I don't know if he has that personality that Cam Newton has. I don't think that Ovechkin or Sidney Crosby, as Darren alluded to, they have that personality. Sure, they're stars. The NHL needs something, though I think there's always going to be a cap on how popular the game can be in comparison with the big three. I, I side with you, uh, Benson. I agree with the statement. I, Crosby and Ovechkin, while they are the face of the sport, they're they're quieter guys. They're not guys that are doing stuff like you see Cam do. I think you need somebody who's just goofy and crazy and sort of an oddball and, and just has a lot of fun. I know it's a little early in the program, but we got Burning Carbo coming up uh, in just a few minutes. So why don't we go to Darren and let him do that unreasonable rant that I'm already cringing about. <laughs> it's going to be good this week. Now the moment we've all been waiting for. Tom Brady wears Uggs. I have no knowledge of anything. I have no explanation for what happened. The highlight of the show. I'm not going to let our fans down. The reason people tune in week after week. Said no one ever. Darren's Unreasonable Rant. Blake Griffin. That name strikes fear into the hearts of rim protectors everywhere. Just ask Kendrick Perkins or Timothy Mozgov. If you don't know what I'm talking about, look it up. You're welcome. Up until this week when you heard this name, you thought monster dunks. Now, now you think monster idiot. There are articles asking if Griffin, the most marketable player on the Clippers, the man leading his team in points per game, asking if he should be traded. Articles asking if Kia should drop him from their hilarious commercials. Clippers fans everywhere just hating on the guy who a mere week ago they all couldn't wait to see in uniform again. All because he didn't have a fall guy. Blake, buddy, you wouldn't have to take responsibility for this boneheaded mistake if you just listened to Chris Carter. It's great advice. Have a fall guy. The world doesn't need the truth. It needs more posters and Kia commercials. I have no problems with you using your hands to punch someone in the face, especially when it's just an equipment manager. He ain't on your level. Just don't use your shooting hand, bro. Better yet, if there's a heavy object nearby like a bat or a crowbar, use that. Heck, Call Gilbert Arenas. He's an expert at handling team conflicts. You're the face of the franchise. you got to act like it. Behave yourself. And if you can't, don't get caught. you got to have a fall guy. If your life had a face, I would punch it. It's not called the unreasonable rant for nothing. That was amazing this week. Well, Darren, you're on a roll with your morbid unreasonableness, so why don't we stick <laughs> with it and do good, bad, the ugly. With uh, Mattel coming out with we'll say, they call what they call curvy Barbie at Dick Masterson tweeted, "Does Fat Barbie come with a dream house still, or did she eat it?" I'm a terrible person for laughing at this, but I did. So there you go. At underscore AJXOXO, I have no idea. She says Odell Beckham and Colin Kaepernick and Cam Newton. Lord Jesus, these quarterbacks are underrated, fam. Uh, heart face smiley emoji <laughs> tongue sticking out emoji I'm really not sure who she's more wrong about being a quarterback Beckham or Kaepernick <laughs> and finally at a name that I can't say on this show tweeted I'm gonna buy my girl a pogo stick for her birthday since she loved jumping to conclusions <laughs> all been there bro we've all been there yep Beyond the Game is brought to you by Town & Country Pest Solutions. Coming up the other side of the break, we're going to talk to Boston Red Sox Hall of Famer Bernie Carbo. 
McAfee's Remodeling is a full-service remodeling company, locally owned and operated for nearly two decades. McAfee's team of professionals can help remodel or replace your windows, and for exterior and interior remodels, no one beats their personal and professional service. Call McAfee's Remodeling at 585-402-1070. That's 585-402-1070. Or visit them online at McAfeeRemodeling.com. The new self-titled album from the Derringers is now available on iTunes and Spotify. With haunting lyrics which reveal the passion behind each song, their harmonies and acoustic styling blend together superbly for a unique sound that feels like home. Download the Derringers today. The five-song EP is just $4.95 and available now on iTunes and Spotify. Bernie Carbo spent 12 seasons in the major leagues playing for six different clubs. He was a number one draft pick for the Cincinnati Reds. It was his pinch hit home run with the Red Sox in game six of the 1975 World Series that tied the game and set the stage for Carlton Fisk's famous game-winning homer in the 12th inning. Bernie Carbo joins us now on the Beyond the Game program. Welcome to the program, Bernie. Good to speak with you. Yeah, thanks, Rick. Thanks for calling. Many people don't realize that was actually your second pinch hit home run of the series, and yet you've been quoted as saying you played that World Series game as well as many other games while high on drugs. How bad had your addictions gotten during your playing days? Well, you know, it's it's it's, it's really a shame because uh, I really started drinking when I was 16 just to fit in, and I really didn't like the taste, but by the time I was 19, I was an alcoholic. And at that time, marijuana was very popular, and then I started smoking marijuana at 19, and that led to some cocaine and then crystal meth. And by the time I made the big leagues, and I got introduced to uh, Dexedrine, Benjadrine, Darvons, Dapper Seals, Codeine, and everything else that was given to us by the team and the trainers, um, you know, it was uh, a roller coaster for so many years. Um, 1969, I was uh, minor league player of the year. In 1970, I was sporting his rookie of the year. Had really difficulties with uh, contracts and uh, missed the next two years of spring training and really suffered in a sense because I got myself into a lot of trouble with management, managers and coaches and players. And it was uh, a real hard time for me. And I kind of pretty much kind of gave up, you know, gave up on a sense. I think that's what happens with addiction and ended up uh, at at the time being traded so many different times when teams found out, you know, that um, players that are addicted for drugs and whatever. I left Cincinnati because I ended up getting in a lot of trouble with Bob Hausman, who's the GM. I went to St. Louis and I thought I found a good home there and a lot of young players as I was very young at that time. We were doing a lot of drugs, and I don't think St. Louis traded me because of that. But when I went to Boston, uh, even after I hit the home run in 76, I think they knew the problems I was having, and they so they traded me to Milwaukee. And then Don Zimmer took over the Red Sox, brought me back, and he was like a father to me, I Sparky Anderson was, and gave me another opportunity. But because of the drugs, I was sent to Cleveland and St. Louis and then released. And uh, my mother committed suicide. My dad died in 1989. I found myself 
going through a divorce and uh, at that time being released, I went in to be a cosmetologist. Can you imagine making $150,000? I made $430,000 my whole career and then go to the point where you know you're making about $5,000, $7,000, $8,000 the next three years and I had to really um, support my drug. I had to sell drugs and that's the sad thing. I never felt that the life that I was living was wrong. As you mentioned earlier, you lost your mom to suicide, your dad passed away, you were going through a divorce, your drug use was out of control. How did you get things turned around, and how did you come to know Jesus Christ as your Savior? Um, I was tired of the drugs and things. Bill Lee called me, Ferguson Jenkins, baseball assistance team. I went into a rehab, had an anxiety attack because I believed I shouldn't be there. I ended up in a hospital or uh, the rehab called me, the man listened to my conversation, asked me if I was a drug addict or an alcoholic, and uh, it was kind of strange him asking me that. And then he asked me, do, do I know who, do I have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ? I said, I don't know who Jesus is, and he said, you need to sit next to me. And I sat with him for the next three days, and he explained to me that I was a sinner, I had to repent of my sins, and uh, I really believe the Holy Spirit got to hold me in that hospital. And then when I ended up back in rehab, uh, a gentleman came to me and he said, I, this is my first day here. I'm a Christian. I'm here to disciple you in the name of Jesus, and, and we're going to read the Bible and pray together and learn more about that relationship. But the funny thing about it was I was leaving the hospital. I asked the old man, I said, I don't even know who you are. He said, the only person you need to know, and the only name you need to know is Jesus Christ. And he handed me my first Bible, but as I was being willed out, I asked the nurse, you know, who is that old man? And she said, well, he's a Baptist preacher. He's in there on blood clots. And it's amazing to me what God has done uh, in the 21 years of me being clean, living for Christ. It's not Bernie Carbo, it's Christ that's in me. You know, of course, it's not our intention to in any way glorify your drug addiction, but we, we do want to frame the magnificence of, you know, God's grace in your life. And uh, you mentioned that after your playing days, you worked as a hairdresser, you had a salon, but um, you lost it due in part to the publicity surrounding Keith Hernandez, claiming it was you who had introduced him to cocaine. I wonder, Bernie, how much did that hurt you? And is it true that you tried to hire people to break his limbs? <laughs> well, you know, it's a wake-up call. You know, God has a, a funny way of telling you you're in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> that you're not living your life the right way. You know, sometimes we get into the world and, and not having Jesus Christ in my life. My mother and father didn't believe in Jesus. My grandparents didn't believe in the Lord. We never went to church, never opened up a Bible. You know, we never talked about God, and without Jesus Christ in my life, you know, everything that I was doing, you think that your life's okay, you're doing what's right, you don't see anything wrong with it. You don't really, when the man said, you know, you're a sinner, I said, no, no, my dad said he was a good man, and I'm a good man. He said, no, no, you're born of the first Adam, you are born with the sin nature, you're born with sin. And, you know, with Keith Hernandez, I think he opened my eyes to the fact that, you know what, I'm not living a good life, but the fact is that if I didn't go through that, where would I have been to understand the fact that I needed 
Jesus Christ in my life, and I needed to repent, and I needed to get on my knees and say, God, I can't do this anymore in my own power. It, I am dying. And when you have that addiction of drugs and alcohol, and whatever the addiction may be, maybe pridefulness, it may be money, it may be your job, you know, what is your God? And what, you know, to me, the world was my God, and uh, it, it didn't, it doesn't last. And, you know, I think the thing that we have to remember, the eternity that we have to be with God, my Lord Jesus Christ, and the kingdom, uh, I just feel that, yeah, I, I said some things that now, if I was with Keith Fernandez today, I, I would say to Keith, you know, God, you know, God loves you, Keith, and, and we, we lived in that. And I'm really sorry that I introduced you to the drug, but you know, I want to introduce you to something that's better. I want to introduce you to God that loves you so much and created you in His image, His likeness, to let you know His Son, Jesus Christ, died on that cross for you, took on the sin of the world, took on your sin, and you can be reborn again by repenting and be that man God created and to be used by God and His purpose and to live your life to have eternity with God and our Lord Jesus Christ. And I, I love Keith Hernandez, uh, a tremendous baseball player. Um, yes, I led him the wrong way, and I feel that, you know, he said some things that, you know, hurt my family, hurt my mother and dad. But the fact was that I needed someone from the time I was 17 years old, and this happened at the age of 43. Wouldn't it have been unbelievable if somebody at 17, 18, 19 said, you know what, you need Jesus and sat down and gave me the gospel and the free gift that God gives us to understand why I was created. And I think we get blinded by the life that we live in. I was blinded. I never felt that the life that I was living was wrong. We're talking with Bernie Carbo, former Major League ball player, currently has a ministry called the Diamond Club Ministry. You can learn more at BernieCarbo.com. We've established the type of person you were prior to giving your life to Christ as as consumed by drugs and alcohol as you were, you now seem to be far more consumed by the gospel. Can you tell us more about the Diamond Club ministry and the joy you have telling other people yeah. about Jesus? The Diamond Club ministry was formed by Carl Schilling and myself in 1994, which was to teach baseball and tell kids about Jesus. In the last five years, God has just blessed us and my wife with the ministry to Go to prisons, jails, detention homes, halfway houses, churches, men's groups, boys and girls clubs, and wherever the door opens, I, I go uh, to speak about my relationship with God, but also my past experiences with the drug, the alcohol, the sexual abuse, and things that went on, you know, divorce, my mom's suicide, my dad dying, and going through so much in my life that... I'm able to, in the Diamond Club ministry to travel all through New England because I hit a home run in the 75 World Series, believe it or not, 40 years ago. And these young kids come to me. I say, you know, just ask your grandpa or grandma about <laughs> me. And the Red Sox Nation, you know, I, I speak to college players. I speak to professional players. I do a lot of church, men's groups, men's breakfasts, and give my testimony. You know, if someone calls me, I had a man call me today and say, look, we have a very small church here. We only have 15 people in the church. Could you possibly come and speak? I said, oh, yes, I'd love to come and speak to you and encourage you and encourage others to be able to be used by God no matter what age you are. And then to go into prisons and jails to tell them they have a lot of hope and understanding 
that they can turn away from this way of life. Uh, you know, 89% of you men be coming back, but the fact is, if you know Jesus Christ, there's a better opportunity for you to turn away from what you're doing and turn away to and turn your eyes to God and keep your eyes on the Lord. So I'm very excited still about the ministry. My journey has been a long journey, and I have to tell you that I'm very humble to understand that it's not about burning carbo, it's about Jesus Christ. Yeah, amen. You seem to have a special heart for young people and for families in particular, and you've told countless numbers of people your story of a life turned around by Jesus Christ. But for former teammates and, and people from your past, how do they respond when they hear of how far you've come and they see the evidence of a completely new person in Christ? Well, it's kind of funny. We had our uh, we had our forty year reunion, and I saw some of the players, you know, staring at me and looking at me. And as I walked over, I said, "What? You know, it's been forty years, guys. What's going on?" And they said, "You know, it's amazing that you're standing here with us, Bernie. Uh, we really, you shouldn't even be alive." And it gives me an opportunity. I said, "I'm only alive because of Jesus Christ." Because I've been reborn, and I'm not that man. That old man has died, and a new man has been born. And they look at me and say, wow, you know, how has your life changed? So it gives me an opportunity. Uh, I witness to a lot of baseball players. Uh, I give baseball tracks out. Uh, I tell players about Christ whenever I get an opportunity. And I think the players that knew me, you know, some of them maybe not had known about my, my addiction, but the ones that did, uh, they watch. They watch me. They want to see how I'm living, what I'm doing, and how I'm doing things. And, you know, uh, I haven't had a drink in 22 years. I haven't had a drug in 22 years by the grace of God. So, yeah, you know, I am a testimony because I lived with these guys. I played with these guys. And as Pete Rose said at one time, he said, Bernie Carver was the craziest baseball player he ever knew. Uh, I just, uh, I love the players that I played with, and I want them to know that uh, lives can be changed by the grace of God, and by the mercy of God, and by His Son, Jesus Christ, that uh, you can be forgiven for your sins and understand that uh, there is a hell and there is a heaven, and being separated from God is not where I want you to be. I want you to know Christ as your personal Savior. It's a gift from God, and it's a free gift. That is so awesome that God would give his son for Bernie Carbo, that he would die on that cross for me and take my punishment, who had no punishment, who is God. And God knew from the beginning that when I was in my mom's womb, what I would go through and how I would come to know the Lord by the gospel, by this man in the hospital saying, do you have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ? And the Holy Spirit fell upon me and then the rehab, being discipled and then a good church and having good friends and doing Bible studies and, and then marrying a good woman, a good Christian woman, Tammy. Uh, my son Christopher is in the Army, loves the Lord. So it's been a good journey, and I continue to walk and walk with him and just love my life and, and understand how important it is to be able to show people Christ, not only in my walk, but being able to be verbal and to tell them, hey, you know what, God loves you. Your life is certainly a remarkable story of the power of God and the, and the grace of God. And I want to thank you for spending time with us today. Is is there anything we can pray about for you? Yeah. You know, I, my ministry is going to be up in New England. Um, 
this June and July, we're really looking for safe travels and things. Uh, also, my son's in the Army. He's a captain. He's with the Green Beret. Pray for our service people. Um, pray for our lost souls. Pray for our world. Well, amen. I, I appreciate your passion. It's been a real privilege to talk to you about the life-changing power of Jesus Christ, and I wish you and your ministry, and we'll keep you in prayer, and I, I wish you all the best. Well, I appreciate it, and if you want, come on out to the fantasy camp, March 18th, 19th, and 20th. I'll give you a free ride. You can come in, put a uniform on, and play with us guys. And uh, it's a great camp. It's very inexpensive. You can go to BernieCarbo.com. Thank you so much for taking your time, and uh, I'll talk to you again. Well, thanks a lot, Rick. You have a blessed day. You too, Bernie. Take care now. See you, brother. That's Bernie Carbo, our guest here on Beyond the Game. Bernie's a member of the Boston Red Sox Hall of Fame, as well as the All-Fenway Park team, which includes the 40 greatest Red Sox players of all time. You can visit his website at berniecarbo.com. There you can find more information about participating in that fantasy camp he spoke about that takes place at Hank Aaron Stadium in Mobile, Alabama. You can also purchase his book, Saving Bernie Carbo, available at Amazon or, again, at berniecarbo.com. Man, Bernie Carbo is a different kind of dude, isn't he? He's he's a different cat. I had read about him a little bit in Don Zimmer's book recently. I had been excited to hear from him, and he really didn't disappoint. Johnny Bench said of Bernie Carbo at that 75 World Series, of course, they played the Reds. He says that at bat it looked like a little leaguer learning how to hit. In fact, <laughs> Pete Rose said it was the worst swing he ever saw. But <laughs> he had two pinch hit home runs in that series. And you know, to think you were high on drugs at the time is fairly remarkable. I remember one story. I should have asked him. I didn't think about it, but um, where he is chasing a fly ball at Yankee Stadium. I, I think he makes the catch, and then he crashes into the wall, and the wad of tobacco that he had in his jaw, of course, you remember back in the 70s, and these mm-hmm. guys, that's how they played. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, he hits the wall, and that wad of tobacco comes flying out. Well, he calls time out. <laughs> holds the game up for nearly 10 minutes, 15 minutes. I don't remember. But he does finally find it, and he just sticks it back in his mouth and goes <laughs> back and plays. I mean, this is definitely a a different cat. There's also a rumor that he may have hit that home run with an illegal bat. The story goes that he, he had polished the bat down, and you remember, again, he's coming off the bench. So he's one of his teammates told him, you know, you can't use that bat. It doesn't have an emblem on it. He had polished it right down smooth, sanding it. And he says that at some point he got a magic marker and he wrote Louisville <laughs> Slugger on it. And he went out and hit that home run. Wow. I'm Rick Benson. You're listening to Beyond the Game, brought to you by Town & Country Pest Solutions. Everyone, listen up. We have said it time and time again on this show, and it's never been more true than right now. Our title sponsor, Town & Country Pest Solutions, and we would say this even if they weren't giving us money because they're the best, just not as often. They have a solution for you. Are stink bugs bothering you? Call Town & Country. Are mice or other furry critters using your home as an escape from the cold? Call Town & Country. Do you have bed bugs or know someone that does? Call Town & Country. Their team of extremely knowledgeable professionals will get the job done for you. They will be in and out, inconveniencing you a lot less than those pesky critters have. And unlike some other popular pest control companies in the area, Town & Country Pest Solutions guarantees their work. They also won't make you leave your house for days and weeks. A few hours at the very most is all they need. Don't delay. Call Town & Country today at 585 
585-426-5024. That's 585-426-5024. Or visit them online at townandcountrysolutions.com. Town and Country Pest Solutions. They fear nothing but God. I don't know why everybody doesn't call Town and Country. I was call, I was talking to a lady earlier this week, and she had a hole in her yard under the shed or something, and it's a rat, come to find out. And it's a huge rat. And she sets this trap, and the guy gave her advice. And it was good advice. Yeah, if it's a tennis ball size, it's a rat. Rat goes down. She catches the thing. And now she's stuck. What do you do? You got <laughs> yeah. this rat. You call town and country. What are you going to do with a rat? And you got to reset the trap numbers of times because they live in a family. Just call town and country and move on. Let them handle it. Title sponsor of Beyond the Game is Town and Country Pest Solutions, townandcountrysolutions.com, fearing nothing but God. My pest of the week is both Russell Wilson for his use of social media and those critical of Russell Wilson for his use of social media. What? If you if you follow Russell, you know there are way too many tweets about his girlfriend, Sierra, including this past Wednesday when in a tweet he said that he kissed her and she had honey-sweet lips that were lilac soft, not to mention her loving and affectionate personality. It's a little creepy. Please, Russell, just stop. I'm, I'm begging <laughs> you, stop. But as overly critical as social media is, Billboard's Natalie Weiner pointed out that Wilson did nothing more than Googled how to describe a beautiful woman and then copied and pasted it into Twitter. <laughs> We've all done that. That's what my point is. Who cares? Who hasn't sent lyrics from some song to their significant other and told him or her that they can take you higher or that <laughs> you stand with arms wide open and that without them you'd wonder what's this life for? Guys, I realize I didn't sing it, but you've just been creed bombed. <laughs> Did you see Russell Wilson's response to all that? No. He said he prefers Bing. He tried to win it. He didn't, but he tried. Nobody Whatever. prefers just, Bing. Just stop with the awkward tweets about your girlfriend, and then for the rest of you getting on him, like I am now, just who cares where he got the lyrics? While we're talking about the internet, my past of the week is internet tough guys. Uh, Facebook and online comment sections are filled with the dregs of humanity on a good day. But in a week where the two Super Bowl teams were just decided, it's been especially cringeworthy. Um, example, I saw a comment from a disgruntled Pats fan this week who said he'd be willing to fight Von Miller. Uh. That kind of stupidity <laughs> is worthy of not only Pest of the Week, but maybe Pest of the Year. Yeah, yeah. You're not winning that fight, man. No, you're running the other way. <laughs> Very fast. Faster than you've probably ever run before. Uh, my pest of the week is LeBron James. There's been a lot of talk like, did he get Blatt fired? Did he not get Blatt fired? And then the Heat minority owner comes out and says LeBron actually tried to get Spolster fired when he was down in Miami. So there's a lot of accusations going around. and It's looking more and more like LeBron did have a hand in getting Blatt fired when, hey, LeBron, you're shooting 31% from outside the paint this year. Blatt isn't the problem. You are. Thanks for listening to Beyond the Game. Beyond the Game has been brought to you by Town & Country Pest Solutions, townandcountrysolutions.com, or give them a call at 585-426-5024. Tell them Benson sent you. For Darren and Zach, I'm Rick Benson. Thanks for listening to Beyond the Game. Beyond the Game.